Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 85 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain how you can actually use other people's money for your property investments. You see, at some point, all investors will run out of their own money, and usually they stop investing, and they have to wait a number of years until the value of their property goes up, they can refinance, take some money out, and use that as deposits to go again. However, when you do run out of money, the way to continue investing and grow your property portfolio is by using other people's money. Now, a great question I am often asked is, well, how do you actually use other people's money? Because traditional mortgage lenders, they want to see you using your own money from your account. And if they saw other people putting money in, they might not want to lend. Now, the reason for this is because all lenders want to make sure you have some skin in the game. What that means is if something goes wrong, you don't just throw in the keys and walk away from the property. Now, if you're using money from family members, such as parents, for example, most mortgage companies might want written confirmation that this is, in fact, a gift to you and it's not a loan. And if it's a gift, it means effectively it's your money. And so you're using your money in the property deal and there's no interest to be paid and the money does not need to be returned to the family member. So if this is how you're funding your deals and it's a genuine gift, getting that letter might solve many of these problems. Now, many lenders will want to see you using your money and they'll want to check. They'll want to see bank statements to see proof that funds have been there for three or sometimes six months. But however, some lenders won't check. And although they like the idea of using your own money, their system is they don't really check. They might do a one in 10 audit. So it's very important that when you are investing in property, one of the members of your power team, it should be a fully independent mortgage broker, someone who's got access to the full mortgage market, and they can look at the market and understand which product is going to be suitable for you based on your personal circumstances. Now, ideally, you want this person to be a property investor themselves, so they completely understand your situation and what you're trying to do. Now, you've obviously got to be very careful when using other people's money. And it might sound obvious, but, you know, before you even think about using other people's money, you need to make sure you found a really good deal. The point is the deal must have enough profit in there so you can give a good return to the person who's lent you the money. And also there's still plenty of profit for you. The mistake that many amateur investors make is they hear about using other people's money. They don't really know how to find great deals. And so they're trying to raise funds on a property deal that isn't actually a very good deal. And they shouldn't even do it just with their money, let alone using someone else's money. So you need to make sure you know how to find really good deals. Now, whilst some private lenders might be happy to leave their money with you long term because you're giving them a good rate of interest, much more than they'd get in the bank. The idea when using other people's money is generally to put the money into a deal and then recycle it out using momentum investing or otherwise known as the BRRR strategy, which stands for buy, refurbish, refinance, 
rent and repeat. Now I explained this in depth in the last episode of the Property Magic podcast number 84. But the idea is that you buy something, you add value through refurbishment, you're increasing the value of the property, you're forcing the appreciation, thus meaning you can refinance much sooner and get a lot, if not all, of the money out. Now, a way of working with other people's money is actually to blend your money with their money. Now, hopefully you have some money to start off with. Uh, Many people who I meet, they don't think they have any money because they're looking at their bank and they have no savings in their bank. But there might be many other ways you can use funds to invest, like you might have equity in your own home, or maybe you inherit another property, or maybe you've got money in your business, which you can lend to your property business. Or maybe you've got money in a pension. There are lots of different hidden assets which maybe you're not aware of. So I've put together a completely free of charge online test called the Hidden Assets Test, which you can use to identify if maybe there are some hidden assets that you had not thought about, which you could use for your property investing. Just go to www.hiddenassetstest.com to take that free test. Now, There are several ways you can use your money blended with other people's money. And I just want to run through some of those to give you the basic ideas. So first one is you could buy a property with your money and then use other people's money for the refurbishment. So what this means, you get a traditional mortgage, you're using your funds in the normal way, putting your 25% deposit and it is genuinely your money. But the extra money you need to do the refurbishment, well, that could obviously be borrowed funds. So you borrow from someone, you agree a rate of return you're going to give them. Then once you've completed the project, you then refinance it. Now, typically, you need to hold on to a property for six months before you can remortgage it. Um, Some commercial lenders might do it in a couple, but I'd work on at least six months. So the six month point, you could then apply for a remortgage. It might take several months to come through. So typically nine to 12 months, you could recycle the money, pay it back to the person who you've bought it from. Now, in reality, once you've paid money back to someone and they've been used to getting this high interest rate, very often they'll turn around and say, oh, uh, well, I don't really want the money back. Would you like to use it again? And then you can use it on your next project. So a blend of your money and other people's money is the easiest way to do this. The second way of doing this is using bridging. So when adding value to a property, often you shouldn't really use a traditional buy-to-let mortgage, which is meant to be a long-term mortgage. Instead, you should use short-term finance otherwise known as bridging finance. It bridges you from one place to another until you've had chance to add value to the property. Now, obviously, you can use one of my other businesses, crowdproperty.com. They specialize in providing finance for development projects. And to be honest, most bridging companies don't really mind if you're using other people's money, as long as there's some documentation in place, some loan agreements. So you can go to the bridging company. They might give you 65 to 75% of the value of the purchase. You can use someone else's money as the deposit. And then you might use someone else's money to do the refurb or the bridger might give you more money to do the refurb once you own the property. So those are the two ways of blending your money and other people's money. Um, An advanced strategy that we teach on our creative finance home study training is how you can actually secure private 
finance a loan against equity in your property. So it's actually done in the form of an equity release. And what this means is that your solicitor, when declaring where the funds have come for, can genuinely say there's been an equity release from another property to give you money to buy this property. Again, that's a bit more advanced. Now, the reason I wanted to uh, record this particular episode is I get really frustrated when I hear someone has heard something from someone else or they've read something online and they have a belief about what they can and they can't do. And, you know, they think that lenders might always want to see the money in your account for six months. And it's really important that you listen to people who have a can-do attitude, who say, well, there's always a way if you know how to do things correctly, rather than people who have all the reasons why you can't do something. And you need to be very careful when listening to people around you, family, friends, people who all have an opinion, but may not be qualified to give you professional advice. And sometimes professional advisors are very cautious and they don't really understand property investing. So you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, successful property investors who've actually done what you want to do and could give you some real practical advice on how you can move forward with your property investing. And that's the purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose of the Property Investor Network meetings we run. So you can get around people who actually know how to do things properly and can help you move forward rather than you blocking yourself because you have these beliefs about what you can and can't do. So I do hope you got value from this podcast as usual. Um, If you have, I've got a recommendation and a request. The request is, well, can you give me a five-star review? I'd really appreciate it if you can do a five-star review and say what particularly you enjoyed about this podcast. That would really help me because other people will hopefully see the reviews and they'll want to listen as well. And then finally, I recommend you subscribe to the podcast. Each week, I come out with new, different content, sometimes for my book, Property Magic, sometimes for my mastermind program that will give you a little bit of an insight. And if you listen to all the podcasts, I guarantee you will become more successful because you will know more than the average investor. We put a lot of free information out to help you to become an investor. And it'd be a real shame if you're missing out on this. So why not subscribe and listen to the podcast? We now have well over 20 hours of incredible training. So if you're new to this podcast, why not go back to the very first episode and start listening. One episode a day, they're just normally 10 to 20 minutes long, will be a great way over a couple of months, you will significantly build your property investing knowledge. So thanks for listening. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn, you can follow me on social media, and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.